Thanks for coming out for the podcast and set. <laughs> this week, of course, my guest is Miss Aliza Pearl. Hello. 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 Uh, I think some of the fun in this is uh, the fact that we have never met at all. Uh, we for about <laughs> and you just showed up about five ten minutes ago outside, so we barely talked at all. We've been Facebook friends now for two days, though. Two whole days uh, with zero exchanges. So there's <laughs> there's no knowledge whatsoever. I tagged you in a couple of posts, though. You, yes, you did. They were a- advertisements for the show, which I already knew about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the least personal <laughs> Facebook posts. Uh, so, tell me, uh, who are you, and what do you do in improv? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm Elisa Pearl. I, in improv, I have uh, been doing improv steadily since like 2012-ish. No, 2014-ish. You've been doing improv uh, since 2014? No, 2012. I took uh, my first UCB class. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Before, I've been an actor since I graduated college, um, which was mm, 15-ish years ago, more, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Hold on a second. No, wait. 15. Oh. Just a second. Uh oh. Someone's getting the smackdown. (laughs) The straws. The straws. (laughs) Yes, I run a theater. (laughs) Uh, This is real. Yeah, there was was some some people outside rehearsing for something. uh, yeah. So you, you started taking class used to be in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, so like I've been acting for a while and I had taken improv here and there and a billion different acting classes. And it took me like three to five years to finally decide where to start. Cause I was like, I, I wanted to just do all of it. And obviously you can't cause it's really stupid expensive. And I was like, Oh, I like characters. So maybe I'll do groundlings or oh, a second city or like, I didn't know <coughs> where to start. And I just had, um, uh, many friends and people who had just started at UCB and gone other places I was like okay I'll do that I'll start at UCB and then see what happens and so yeah I did the program from like 2012 to 2013 I think I did it all in almost a year thanks to their diversity scholarship everyone uh thank you UCB and thank you to all the theaters doing that that is awesome very helpful um and so yeah towards the end of UCB classes I saw a show at a (coughs) sci-fi play festival I'm really into sci-fi and so I try to like seek it out wherever I can and so I went to this play festival sci-fest LA and there was an improvised play that was the twilight zone and these actors were like fully dressed in costume they had a gorgeous lighting display and like a very simple set like backdrop settings and they improvised three episodes of the twilight zone and I was just blown away I was like this is what I want to do (laughs) <laughs> and so I, I like walked straight up on like after the show ended, they all went backstage and I just like walked straight up onto stage and waited for them to come out. And I was like, hi, uh, I'm Aliza. Uh, I, what, how, how do I do that? How do I learn to do? I was just like the biggest nerd girl. Cause it was improv and it was sci-fi. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is everything I love. And so from, I, you know, from that day they were like, yes, we're doing placement auditions. And, and so that was Two and a half years ago, and now I'm performing there like four or five nights a week. And where's that? It's at Impro Studio, which is in Los Feliz. Impro Studio in, mm-hmm. in Los Feliz. Yes. All right. So 
that's my improv life. I still dip in and do other indie shows here that there at the clubhouse and at UCB and sketch shows, but but yeah, genre and, and narrative improv has kind of like taken over my heart. I love that style as well. Yeah. Uh, I remember like when we a long time ago we came up with the the movie style. Oh yeah. Was, yeah. You know, it's it's story. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I, it's funny because I always like I remember you in so many classes. I remember all you always get you run into that note. It's too plotty. And mm-hmm. I, I know what they mean sometimes, but at the same time, it's like, I love the plot, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, and, you know, what we learn is that plot and story are different. Plot and narrative are different. Like, plot is, you know, describing literally what is going to happen and why something happened. Story is following the relationship and seeing how the relationship evolves. And then, you know, you can help do throw in some support characters to kind of twist and help or hurt. But really, story is like about the relationship. So that's how we get out of that trap of plot. I just see plot as story. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, that's, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's our distinction. Using the word wrong. No, I no, no. The plot is, I, I always thought the plot was just like, all right, well, uh, the thing that happens next is part of the plot. Sure. Yeah, I think that's our dis- that's like the impro studio distinction just so we can kind of parse out even more and make sure we're following the track that helps us make these things that aren't all just like this happened, this happened, this happened. Right. So. Yeah, I, I suppose what just winds up being s- semantic because a, a lot of places use different words to mean di- different things. Yeah. Uh, I run into that a lot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've, you've only been doing this for like four years. Yeah. That's so new to me. I know. Uh, yeah. I love sci-fi too. Uh, that was always I. I think sci. It's for me. It's hard for me to completely stay away from that when I play. Yeah. Just just because, I, I with the team I was on, in part was a, a big into science fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our shows like inevitably, if the opportunity came up, there would be a time machine or you know yeah. something that got us into outer space that got yeah. us into all right. So and now it's also sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also love stories that like are in that genre that like the big brother type genre. Oh, uh, dystopia. Like, yeah. There's some mm-hmm. new power and control. Oh trying my God. To get away from it. Oh uh, my God. Yeah. That's lo- my jam. Like I love dystopia. 1984, brave new world. Like, Oh my God. That's just the best stuff. I love that shit. Yeah. What are you looking to, to, to do next? Are you, are you, are, are you, are you building out the theater over there? Um, we, we have like four nights of shows per weekend, I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sun three right now. We're going to add Sundays soon. Eventually. Um, we're, we're just doing, I don't know. Yeah. We're just trying to like build our community and keep making new shows, new genre, narrative improv shows that are rooted in the work that we do. So that sounds great. Now, forgive me. I was slightly distracted when we started. Where are you from originally? I'm from New Jersey, New Jersey. Yeah. Newark, New Jersey. And, that's where you said you, you were studying all acting and things like that. Is that what you said? Yeah. So in college, I did theater a lot. Right. Um, and I even like minored in theater and kind of made it into my own major at the time. Um, so, yeah, I was always like rehearsing and on stage throughout all of college. Uh, and then I moved to New York City right after college because I wanted to be an actor. And I did mostly like the- uh, touring children's musical theater shows when I lived in New York. I lived in New York for maybe like a year and a half and most of that was being out on tour. (laughs) Um, But then I, I don't know, I got kind of, um, I now realize how, (laughs) 
how silly it was to think like, oh, I'm getting stuck in this rut. It's been a year and a half and I'm doing all these paid musical theater gigs. Like what? 22 year old Aliza, shut up. Like (laughs) paid acting gigs right out of college is pretty sweet. And so I was a little ungrateful, but I'm actually glad I was because I, I realized I started writing as well. And I was a terrible playwright, but I was like a halfway decent screenwriter. Like I could write stories that didn't make me angry at myself if I made if I wrote them for the screen. And I think it's because visually I could like get the ideas out and figure out figure out like what dialogue just needed to serve like just enough dialogue to get the characters and the relationship going. Mm-hmm. But playwriting was much more about like really good dialogue. And I was like, Oh, I can't do really good dialogue. Have you have you had any good success with screenwriting or uh, little, I mean I don't know if I've leaned into it sorry to use that very overused phrase but like <laughs> I've had paid writing gigs here and there I've, I've won an award with a co-writer like a, for um it was like a, a teleplay award in a film festival and that was like four years ago and I've just kind of like I don't know between improv and then like my acting career is okay like I work you know here and there um More but most yeah yeah I'm happy I'm grateful for that but I think I'm still kind of like figuring out writing wise what my direction will be and And forgive me this is probably an incurious question maybe but how old are you Uh, (laughs) I I, I can start doing the math like are you from Jersey yeah I've been out here 10 years Uh, you've been out here 10 years yeah all right so you're you're around that age okay yeah I skirted that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I, so I, I, I can guess your ballpark. That's yeah. all I didn't know. Uh, I'm not ashamed of my age. I just don't really want it on the record for people <laughs> to hear. Yeah, just in case. Just in case. I am a woman in Hollywood. God, sorry. Well, okay. for, I mean, it's a podcast, so they can't see it, but you could be anywhere from you know 12 to uh, I don't know what. Uh, well, thank you. This, this is a very thank young-looking you. person. Um <laughs> I can I, I can say that because I'm 50. I just turned <laughs> I turned 50 in February. Nice, happy birthday! Thank you. Uh, happy 50th. It's it's 50. How's it feel? It feels like 50. <laughs> My back's killing me. <laughs> uh, do you feel like you have a lot more to learn, or do you feel like pretty? You're like okay, I get I get people, I get this this life thing. Oh no, I would never think I didn't have more to learn. Uh, that would be the end of it. Li- how, how boring would life be if you thought you had it all figured out? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm learning sitting here. Uh, that you know, because I was I was listening to you describe story and plot, and I was like, huh, I, I'm gonna go home and look up fucking plot and story. And it's like, <laughs> how, am, I, am I using these words correctly? Uh, so yeah, you know, always, always learning. Uh, you said, as far as writing, you mentioned briefly, in the one of the few things I learned about you, that you edited Sean Landry's book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's got, because I, I had her on the podcast, and mm-hmm. she, she's got, I learned some shit about her that I just did not know. Oh, my God. Read way. her book. Oh, so good. So many amazing stories in that book. I literally didn't. She, she might have even said it, and I don't remember <laughs> it. I didn't know she'd written a book. I didn't know she had a book out there. Very I definitely humble. want to read it because I've just just from just from the stories she mentioned to me, I was like, I gotta read this fucking book. That lady is a brilliant hoot. She is just so funny. She is like just being around Sean is just like she's just so funny and so whip smart. Like I was on a team with her, Essence, and 
we were on a team together for like a year and a half or so. We went to Hawaii, so we went to an improv festival, did a show, and it's just. Now wait a minute! You've only been doing improv for four years. Was this was this in that four years? Yes. <laughs> that was like two years make, ago. So you you finished UCB. You yeah. went to Hawaii on a tour with with with, with a group. <laughs> yes. So this and this what is that a year and a half in or something? Uh, yeah. The tour, the Hawaii was like, what is this? Two thousand sixteen, two thousand. 14? 13? You realize most yeah. improvisers go through years before they even get on a damn stage, right? Yeah, I think and because so you've I... You've done a lot in a, in a short yeah. amount of time. I mean, I wasn't... When I came to improv for the very first time... Well, actually, let me scratch that. I, I had been performing and, and, and working for a while before I started doing improv, like, steadily. So I, I always felt like... I, you know, in my first UCB 101 class, I was like, okay, this is fun. Like, let me learn these new tools. But I always approached it as an actor anyway. It didn't feel like I was just getting on stage for the first time. Like, no, I, I toured and I did all these shows. So um, when I, it feels, yeah, it does feel like saying I did, I've only done improv for four years feels kind of like a cheat. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it, 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 I, 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 I get it. But it's also, it's, it's fair because there's a lot of actors who come to improv and it's, it's a different animal. That's true. So, yeah. Some have a hard time making the 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 the, the, uh, the adjustment. Mm-hmm. Uh, although it's actually, from my experience, it's much easier for actors to make the adjustment than it is for like stand-ups. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, because it, because it's not only like as acting is a more useful skill set. Mm-hmm. Stand-up, you know, being clever in, in that way is handy, but it's also can be intrusive. Yeah. When you're playing, because a, you know a relationship isn't necessarily a joke. Yeah. Right? If, if 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 you want to expl- explore it, you want to find the funny, mm-hmm. but you don't want to necessarily pooch pooch the scene with jokes. Yeah, this uh, is why I'm terrified of dating a stand up comedian. Of dating them? Yeah, because the relationship. Oh, becomes the joke. Be, be, becomes or not, the routine. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that terrifies me. I've dated a couple of stand up comedians very briefly, and I don't. I think I actually did make it into one's routine was i don't think he knows i know this it was actually a nice joke he said something nice about me so it was <laughs> <laughs> that's funny it makes me think like isn't that sort of always i mean it's although with the stand-up i suppose it gets on stage it's and pretty become, raw public or whatever yeah but it seems like from what i remember from what television has taught me my great teacher the boob tube uh <laughs> is that you know husbands and wives are constantly like oh my wife if they're at the bar or something, you, I mean, you just go yeah. to a bar and some guy's going to be going, oh, my wife, she's this, she's that. Or you go to a bar and some lady going, oh, my husband, he's this, he's that. Uh, so those, your relationships become the stories you tell other people. Yeah, uh, true. In a way. I suppose just the bad ones, though, are the, are, are, mm. are the real fun stories to tell. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, unfor- it's kind of sad in a way, but I mean, it's, I'm thinking if, if you go to a bar, you, you don't often see some guy or some woman s- there going, Wow, my spouse is so great. <laughs> Let me tell you all the wonderful things my spouse did for me this week. Oh, and if they did, it would be really annoying. If they did, it would be boring <laughs> as shit. It would be like, okay, great, fuck you. Right. <laughs> They're like, go home. I'm Just glad you found someone I haven't yet. <laughs> right. Uh, I have. She's wonderful. <laughs> oh, you got it. Yeah, you got it. You got to oh, say yeah. that. Nice. So what else about you, Elisa, this person I don't know at all? Well, um, what else? I'm from New Jersey. Um I have a uh, very mixed background, my family. Uh, both of my parents are mixed. 
but they're both black. And my mom, my mom is Puerto Rican and Barbadian, but she doesn't culturally know her Barbadian side. What's Barbadian? From Barbados. Oh, I'm from Barbados. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I don't know anything about Barbados. Not like I don't do know. I. Yeah. <laughs> As a parent, by not knowing what Barbadian. <laughs> but <meant>. Barbadian, Bayesian. <laughs> Rihanna is Bayesian. What's that? Rihanna. Rihanna's. Do you Bayesian. know Rihanna? Do you have you heard of Rihanna? Yeah, yes, Rihanna, I know the singer. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's oh, who I'm referring. I thought you were saying. <laughs> I, I thought you were naming a place that I hadn't heard of. <laughs> Like there's a place called, I'm like, oh, all right. There's the a place tropical called, island of Rihanna. Yeah, there's a place called Rihanna. Oh, all right. Did they, did they rename Myanmar again? Uh, uh, and now it's owned by Barbados. What's that? And now it's owned by Barbados. Now it's owned by Barbados. So, yeah, so Rihanna is Barbadian. Yes, she is. All right. Well, yeah. now, now I know everything I need to know about Barbados. Yeah, that's what most people know about <laughs> Barbados, I think, including me. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm from a mixed background as well. I suppose. Oh. Uh, most I'm I, mostly Irish, then a bunch of German, mm-hmm. and then like five percent, God knows what. Mm-hmm. You go back far enough, they're just like I don't know. <laughs> it's like some Scottish, some English, at least maybe some French. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know anything about those cultures? Uh, Besides, like what? just the stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Basically, well, to me, I, I don't think of it in in that way, except that I guess the only thing I think of, like, I, I tend to think of, like, my the German part of me is the part of me that figures things out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The Irish part of me. Cause I, and, I, and I see that as, like, my, my father is, my mother was 100% Irish. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, not 100%. Probably just about 100%. Uh, my father was mostly German and some Irish. Uh, and I tend to, you know, we see ourselves... I don't see myself so much as my ancestry as my parents. Mm-hmm. And you know, my father was a scientist. Uh, and so I learned, you know, the way he went about things and figured things and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and my mother uh, was more was more of an artist uh, and an English major uh, and a lover of poetry and, you know, an Irish woman. Uh, mm. It's funny, my, my, I named my daughter after my mother. My m- mother's name is Melita. Oh, that's and pretty. I, I wanted to give me. Yeah, I'll give me name my daughter. I always like that name. I'm gonna name my daughter Melita. Good Irish name for my daughter because mm-hmm. my mother is M- Melita Lynch. That's so. I, I'm assuming it's an Irish name. And after I name my daughter, my mom tells me, "Well, actually, my mother named me after a Greek lady in the neighborhood that she liked." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Really? I'm like, I don't care. I still like the name, but you could have let me know that at some point." In my entire life, <laughs> uh, works out because it turns out my wife is mostly Greek. Oh, look so, at that! Yeah, so it's like, all right, that's fine. You found out the name thing after after I'd named my child. Oh wow, that did work out very well then. <laughs> that's so random. Yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, mom, thanks for that little piece of information. Yeah. Uh, Even if it hadn't worked out that way, though, that would have been. Pretty I cool. still would I because I still a nice I mean, name. I was thinking, hey, it's a nice, nice old Irish name. I'd never heard it as an Irish name before, but it was really I was naming my daughter after the woman I most admired in my life, which mm. was my, my mom. Uh, so you know, so I was, I was, it was that way either way. But at the same time, I was just like, come on, mom, let me mm-hmm. know stuff. What else about you don't I know? Like that's enough. I've, <laughs> I've, I've said <laughs> enough. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Parent uh, secrets. So how, how, how about you with that? I mean, do, do, do you see yourself coming from your parents in that way? Oh, goodness. Um, I've been doing a lot of personal work 
on figuring out what percentage of me is mom and dad because my parents are so they're they're so different they're so opposite except they're both really cynical about a lot of stuff in life um I think my mom is the more optimistic of the two and uh, my dad is the artist uh he worked a blue collar job my whole life pretty much and he retired I think when I was like a young teen no maybe a little older um but he he's an, he draws and he makes these like geometric pa- paper sculptures. And growing up, I was like, oh, my dad is so weird. He makes these these. Sorry, dad. Oh, God, I hope he does. Sorry if he listens to this. Um, <laughs> growing up was kind of embarrassing because he would like always carry them with, <laughs> right. with him to like formal events. He would have his like giant paper or plastic geometric shape and be, he put puts beads and seeds in them so he could shake it and it makes noise. And you're like, oh, dad, come on. Um, but now as an adult, I think it's really cool. And I feel bad. I feel bad how embarrassed I was by it. But my dad is an artist. Like I get it now because I'm an artist and I'm like, oh, this is this is me doing bits. Like that's my what my dad his right. you know, him carrying his artwork is me making jokes and talking about sci fi and that that's me expressing my art and that's how he expresses his. It's funny because I'm 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 hitting a point with my daughter, she's nine now. And like I oftentimes will go to pick her up at school basically in my pajamas. <laughs> right? And I'm just and, and I'm wondering at what point is this going to become problematic because I become hey, well, why does your dad always show up in his fucking pajamas? What's up pajama dad? Uh <laughs> It, it, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but like, at, at what point do I become, you know, an embarrassment <laughs> to my daughter? Because always, it's, 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 you know, kind of is already kind of starting. It's only very occasionally right now, but sometimes, like, <laughs> if we were in the Vons Starbucks and we're just, we're just waiting for our drinks, and I just went to uh, hold her hand, and she's like stiffened up and had her hands in her pockets, and she and and I heard for the first time, Dad. Oh. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, uh, uh, oh, that's uh, that must be like all right, too so cool hard. for school." <laughs> uh, no, no, I mean, I was, I was like, "Okay, you're playing it cool. All right, I, I can play it cool." Uh, and then, you know, she's like, "Don't," because then I'm like, "All right, I'm, I'm sorry, Bun. That's her her nickname." And she's like, "Don't, Dad, Dad, <laughs> not like here." Going down the rabbit hole of but, uh, embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, everything you uh, do, that uh, 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 makes it worse. And of course, me being. You know me. I was like, "Oh, you don't want me calling you Bun? All right, fine. Can I call you Princess Bun? <laughs> <laughs> Can I call you Lady Bunnington of the <laughs> Bunnington Bunnerworths?" <laughs> Dad. So I go, okay. I'm just trying to figure out where I stand here. Uh, but it's fine because really, it's just in certain public places. Otherwise, it's still fine. Uh, but it's yeah. You, you you run into that. I'm just like, I I might have to start. You know changing out of my pajamas in the morning oh uh my dad bought me a teddy ruxpin do you know what teddy ruxpin is i vaguely remember teddy ruxpin uh it's a a teddy bear that talks like you put this cartridge in its back and it comes with a book and you read the it reads the book to you really cute gift for like a five-year-old he got it for me when i was 13 (laughs) (laughs) so i think there's just a universal father-daughter like thing where you just kind of don't line up for like five six years you just don't get each other there's a story i haven't told in a long ass time my my dad used to buy me a train every christmas when i was a little kid like some kind of little train thing a little train 
little train track. Little Were train you super set. into trains or was he? No, no, okay. I was not into trains. <laughs> so he was uh, super into trains. But it was still fun, you know, for a okay. lot of years. And then it came, I, I think I was like 13. And it was one crisp. I was like, really? I mean, I'm like, no trains this year. <laughs> I don't want to train. I, I, it wasn't so much that I asked for anything as much as I asked not for a train. <laughs> uh, and I remember the biggest box under the Christmas tree was mine that year. And I was a family with six kids. Oh. But the biggest box under the tree was, had my name on it. And I, I saw it. I got excited for weeks. And I, 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 remember, <laughs> I remember Christmas Day, man. I, I, I opened it. And I unwrapped it. And it was a big fucking train box. <laughs> and it was the big... And, and, and I literally, you know, I broke down. I was just like... I was like, I said... The one thing I said, I couldn't believe it. And I, I was falling apart. Like, why, why would you do this to me? Uh, and eventually, my dad had had enough of me fucking pouting. And he's like, open the box. <laughs> and I open the box, and it's a stereo. Okay. It's a record player Good. with a couple speakers. So uh, that was his Lady Bunnington of the Bunnington yeah, Empire. That was, <laughs> that was him sticking it to me. Like, oh, you don't want a train? You don't like trains anymore? All right, you little dickhole. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you this. Yeah. Uh, and it was great. It was, it was like the greatest present I'd ever gotten <laughs> at, 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 at that point. Uh, yeah. So he got me. He got me Aww. good that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're a dad, and I'm sure you're going to. Now I'm a dad, and now I, I plot my revenge on my child yeah. for what my father <laughs> did to me. No, for. <laughs> <laughs> you. No, I think your Lady Bunnington thing is. That's the equivalent, right? It's like, okay, I get it. I'm embarrassing now. You don't want that. You're growing up. Okay, here. I'll just make this super cutesy one last thing that you used to like as a kid. And right. then that's it. Uh, yeah, it, 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 at some point, though, that'll go away. I still have, I have a son right now who's, who's four and a half. He'll be five in June. So he's more than four and a half. He's almost five. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, he, he's different. Boys are different. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's the nicest way I can say that. Because mm-hmm. my daughter is, I would say, my, my daughter's perfect. Oh. Basically. Uh-oh. She's an unreasonably good child. Oh, no. And, and my son is karma. <laughs> my son is what I deserve. <laughs> uh, my daughter is what my wife deserves, and my son is what I deserve. Uh, he's me. I mean, he's exactly like I was as, as a child. You know, he's disobedient. He climbs. He's 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 a he's terrible. Oh, I mean, do you know that thing about? I forget one of those articles that people post on Facebook about um, how like female child female female children express themselves through like words and social interactions, and male children ex- uh, express themselves through like physical activity and so yeah sometimes it's just like i have to do this to express myself they can learn you know different things but it's just like innately that's what's ingrained that's kind of what okay it's simplistic i know no i've read i've read trying to figure out basically because one of the things i read which makes a lot of sense is little boys explore the world with their head right which explains a lot of my son's behavior uh like my daughter for instance fell off the sofa once (laughs) <laughs> right mm-hmm. fell, she fell off the sofa once <laughs> figured out that was a shitty thing to do yeah and never <laughs> never fell off the sofa again <laughs> my son still falls off the sofa 
You know, and, and basically, I think he fell off the sofa, and I don't buy it. <laughs> oh no! I'm, I'm going to keep doing this. I He's going to just keep doing it until you acknowledge him, though. No, I mean, I, I, I acknowledge him. <laughs> hey, don't fall off the sofa. Stop falling off the sofa. And, but then he gets off. He's, oh, but at the same time, I, was, I saw him. He was just staring at the floor, and I'm thinking, why the hell is he just staring at the floor? <laughs> and then he hauls off and just bangs his head on the floor <laughs> oh, no. and then starts crying because his head hurts. And I'm like, what the hell do you think was going to happen? He just banged your head on the floor. What were you thinking? Dad, yeah, my head hurts. Yeah, I know your head hurts. You're an idiot. Uh, so he's, he's, he's different. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, sounds, he sounds cool, though. <laughs> well, he's, cool. he's got an Irish name, Finbar. Are you sure it's Irish? Oh, that's that's an Irish king, an Irish saint. Okay, so that's, super Irish. That, that's an Irish fucking name right there. Wait, is Stroth? What is that? Stroth is German. Oh, okay. Uh, my father's last name, so it's mm-hmm. Stroth. I can't remember. Stroth in German. Stroth. I think it's a fairly old. I think someone told me in Germany Stroth was like Smith. Okay. Right? And I was over when I was I was on a high school choir tour, and I got to go to uh, Austria. So I, I looked in the phone book. It'd be nice. Hey, because my name's like so uncommon in the states. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'm going to see Stroth in the phone book. It's not in the phone book. <laughs> it wasn't there. I'm like, there's no Stroth. I'm like, all right, what the hell? Huh. Where do I come from? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Names. <laughs> all right. Well, I have learned a lot about Elisa. Does that, does anyone here have have any questions? Yes, sir. Oh, so wait. So you mean movie specifically or narrative in uh, general? In, in general, yeah. Like if it's drama form, movie form. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, um, so the first part of your question, yes. I think there's, I, I don't know. Again, I've only been part of the, the L.A. improv community for about four years. And personally, I have just... 90 per- 80 to 90% of the improv I do is genre and narrative, so maybe I have a skewed viewpoint. I don't know. I'm surrounded by it all the time. I still, I, I think there are more and more people who are getting into it. Um, there, and also there's a range. Like there's, there's the um, genre improv that really just is like, we're all in this world and there's no, you know, there's no through line. We're just doing montage basically, but within a genre. And then there's things that are from beginning to end, fully genre narrative like a play and that's kind of the spectrum side of the spectrum that impro studio a lot of our shows are on but then there's a lot in the middle and it's all valid i think it's all fun and really great work to do um and then the second part of your question yes i think i actually um have learned so much about writing through doing narrative improv because you know you're already writing and creating as an improviser but then when you're doing it within a narrative structure and and also when you throw on the layer of genre, if you're doing period, like I'm in um, Jane Austen right now, like having to throw that layer on and be like, well, what are the social norms? Like, how do we live within this and improvise and move forward and grow? It's like, man, your your brain just like it feels like my brain is expanding in so many different ways so that, yeah, when I sit down to write a script, it's much easier to start. It's much easier to to think what would happen next if I were improvising this on stage with my team in my ensemble like what what would I step out and initiate what would my friends step out and initiate you know like it, it makes it so much easier for me to look at narrative that way 
right, great. Anything else? Yeah, what, what, what? Right there. You know, I think uh, I'm not sure if it was a specific improv tool, but it was more about the philosophy of improv that changed me as an actor and um, learning to like mistakes are not mistakes, they're gifts. And it's, it's not, yeah, I mean, that was a major thing for me. I think I'm, I'm a perfectionist and, um, I needed to do improv to loosen up and to just stop like being so horrified when I made a mistake and you can't like if you do improv that way you're gonna like get off stage and be like this like I messed up everything like it's you you can't enjoy improv if you're like this so it kind of forces you to just be like oh that was no well we can either move on or we can incorporate it this happened on stage everyone saw it and heard it and maybe they even laughed let's just bring that into what we're doing like that's such a freeing notion to me and I hadn't experienced that in my like acting or performing life before improv that's a great lesson. One more in the back. Uh, can you talk to me a little more about what Hawaii is like when you've been investigating it and like how you guys got, like how that happened and what the experience was like? Sure. Uh, so it's called the Improvaganza, <laughs> uh, Improvaganza Festival. I, I don't know if Hawaii is in the name or anything, but um, really amazing, lovely people who ran it. There's like a very solid... Uh, improv and sketch life in Hawaii and um so yeah we were invited to do I think Sean actually Sean knows everyone in improv by the way oh my goodness she knows everyone and so she she knew one of the people who runs this this improv festival in Hawaii and so she connected us to them and she just emailed us and she's like hey want to go to Hawaii and do improv we were like yes and and so we within a couple months we even did a fundraiser we were hosting a show at the clubhouse essence was hosting catsby like every other sunday or something at the clubhouse at this time and and yes that was in within the four years that i've been yeah. doing improv um so we we did a fundraiser and raised enough money to like get ourselves an airbnb and pay for a little bit of our um, expenses like food i think uh and then when we got there we um we met all these different teams. It was like the most international festival ever. There were teams from Brazil, Italy, New Zealand, um, lots of places all over the country. I think there were people from Austin and uh, I think Seattle and uh, probably some Canadians. Just tons. Yeah, people from all over the, the world doing improv. It was very, it was really fun. I would highly suggest if you can check it out. I think it's, it was in September. I think it's every September. Sounds, that sounds like a good time, yeah. uh, especially the, the the massive, what I imagine would be just a huge I- international influx. Mm-hmm. Uh, must have been very cool. Uh, all right, great. I think I think we'll call it there. Thank you very much. Uh, me and Lisa will now do a set.
minutes of long form improvisation for you, and all we need to get us started is a suggestion of anything at all. Wind. What wind? Wind. wind. wind.
That's what makes me feel no. That's what makes me know that I made the right call with my life. <laughs> we have made some good choices. Yes, I screwed a lot of people along the way. But that's okay, because now I live in a beautiful place. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. I, um, I cut in front of someone in the grocery store. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> well. Uh, ma'am. Yes? <laughs> Are you going to purchase your goods or not? Uh, yes, I just... If, if you just give me a moment. Okay, no, I, I wanted to reach fine. over here. What? Listen, ma'am, I didn't what? get my... No. <laughs> I didn't buy my beach house by waiting for someone to make up their mind about whether to fund my first company. Oh, no. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to get this birthday cake home to my granddaughter. Oh. I'm sure she can wait. <laughs> oh, that, that's good that is good I'll never have that experience because I of course don't go to the grocery store yes. well I just go to kind of break this this lifestyle we have Just sometimes I wonder what life is like on the other side you know well that's what the TV is for yes it's true right now on the other side there's a, there's a tornado happening a hurricane or some sort of sort of rain event. Mm. <laughs> I haven't seen rain in years. Rain. <laughs> rain is for chums. That's poor people's water. <laughs> <laughs> I get my bottle my water comes in a bottle. And not a plastic bottle either, a glass bottle. Oh that's right. Yes. I only buy water in glass bottles. Well actually I order it. It's delivered. I haven't left this house in 15 years. <laughs> I wanted you to know that I think uh, we should move in together. Gave me half a drawer. Yes, <laughs> half a drawer. Uh huh. I don't have much stuff, so I was very touched by that. It's a big move. I mean, that's a big. I'm, I'm, that's a big move. <laughs> I mean, this is a. I mean, I I really enjoy our time together. Me too. Yeah, and uh, that's why I gave. Uh, I let you keep the toothbrush here. Yeah. And half a drawer. Sensing a lot of hesitation. Okay. Yeah, there, there's a lot of hesitation. Because, I mean, moving in together, that means, I mean, I still want to ruin what we have. You know? It's been 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, listen, Steve, I love you so much. I love you so much. I support you. I know you're very skittish about relationships. It's been 15 Years. Look, I, I know that you pay the rent on this place, but it's still 
under my name. <laughs> yes. This is still technically Tim's domain. Yes, and I respect your boundaries. I'm not going to cross that line. All right. All right, good. Now it's settled. You just said I'm not going to cross that line. So I'm gonna, yeah. No, I meant I, I want it to be your decision. <laughs> I want you to want me under your name. All right, well, then let's, let's just wait for that to happen. <laughs> let's just wait for it to be my decision. <laughs> Right now, it doesn't feel like my decision. It feels, like, right. feels like your decision. I'm very, you're right. I'm a very pushy girlfriend. <laughs> and I'll give you more time if you need it. All right. By, by the way, uh, my cable's out. <laughs> someone forgot to pay the bill. Okay. <laughs> um, that card I gave you was connected to the checking account where all the bills go through, and you ran it up by buying all of your friends' drinks at the bar. So, well, I didn't realize well. it was empty. <laughs> <laughs> it was overdrafted. Yeah. Oh, is that really where we are now? If you had texted me and told me to put more money in, I would have done it. You want See? me to not have friends? Is that yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you know that. I'm just saying, next time you need more money, Steve, just text me, okay? I want to be a supportive girlfriend. <laughs> and you need to give me the chance to do that, okay? All right. I forgive you. Okay, I'm sorry. Here's the 500 Okay, it's deposited, and I will call the cable company so that you have cable again. I'm sorry. Thank you. That was this great. <laughs> <laughs> we just avoided the very bad argument. You know, if I lived here, I would have known the cable was out. I'm just saying. <laughs> that doesn't sound that. It's hard for me to make a decision like that when someone else keeps trying to make that decision. You're right, okay. You know what? All right, if you want to wait for Tim to arrive at that decision, it's all I'm asking for is just a modicum, just a scintilla of patience. <laughs> all right? Right, okay, you're right. I mean, we've, we've only, only been seeing each other for 15 years. <laughs> and after 15 years, I would think you would know that tonight is poker night. Yes, I know it's poker night. And that's why I came over. Uh, all right. Thank you. You're going to set up for me? That'd be great. Yeah, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay for poker night. <laughs> You're going to stay for poker night? Mm -hmm. Yep. But it's usually just me and the guys. Uh, just think of me as one of the guys. I won't say anything. I'll stand in the corner. And I will cheer you on if you want me to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, but... Uh... <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Liz is staying tonight. <laughs> She's going to hang out for... Uh... For our game, mm -hmm. she's promised to uh, to not interrupt. Nope, nope. Uh, One of the guys. So it's just, let's, it, it's, it's all be cool then, all right? Bud, is he is he leaving? Bud, I'm one of the guys. <laughs> See, I'm just one of the guys. Drinking my beers. Who are? Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> Come on, Jared. Be cool. <laughs> I don't know, man. Come on. I don't know. I can't play my best poker with a bra next to me. I don't know. She set up the table. Let's be fair. She set up the table. She, she, she put out the chips. She, 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 you know, she stocked the fridge. Try and be cool, Jerry. All right. Who are you? <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> they just don't hang out with girls ever. No. <laughs> you see those guys? What? They're just guys. That... God, I don't know how to make this work. I, I'm making you lose all your friends now. I, I messed up the cable bill thing. I normally win a couple hundred every poker night. Now I'm, out, now I'm out that. You win a couple every poker night? I thought yeah. you weren't making mm -hmm. any money at all. I win a couple hundred playing poker. You told me that you have no income. That's why I supported you for 15 years. That's not years. income. That's poker winnings. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun money. Okay. <laughs> That's like if you find 10 bucks on the street. That's not income. Well, I just thought you really needed me in this relationship, and maybe you don't need me. If you can make a couple hundred from poker, why do you need old Liz to pay all your bills and stuff? Well, because my bills are a lot more than a couple hundred. <laughs> I, just, I really need to feel that you need me in this relationship. Do you not need me in this relationship? Do you not? Do you have any idea? I mean, you, I know you do. How much is the electric? How much is the, the cable bill? How much are, is the my phone and the extra cell phone I keep just in case? What are those for? <laughs> I've got you that extra cell phone just in case of in family emergencies. So yes, I know exactly how much. It yeah, so it's it's a lot. You are putting a lot into this relationship. Don't don't sell yourself short. You know what? my socks out of this drawer. You're going to get the whole drawer. <laughs> the whole drawer. You get a whole drawer now. We're practically an old married couple. Oh my god. That is so sweet. Do you want me to pick those up?
I just had fucking sex. Yeah, see? See, it made it worth it. We stayed here. We stood our ground. We lost our house, yes, but we had sex in the hurricane, which means we can withstand anything. Well, it's going to be, it's a great story. (laughs) A hurricane, a hurricane, the force of which was able to knock our house completely fucking gone, didn't stop us from doing it. (laughs) Uh, We're going to make it. Pretty amazing. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We have no house. I haven't seen the dog. (laughs) (laughs)
<laughs> Something got in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Some kind of like like a, a some kind of like a cross between like a skunk and a sewer. <laughs> got in here and did something. I don't know. Yeah, it's. Thanks again.